CHP Radio on the Hackers Paradise Podcast Network, your number one source for all things golf. Subscribe on iTunes to never miss an episode. Hello, you golfing legends, and welcome back to another episode of the Original Off Course. I'm your host, Dan Edwards, and joining me this week is Mr. Jeff Wood of the Indoor Golf Shop. He's the Vice President of Sales and Marketing over there. Sounds like he knows what he's talking about, so far as I can tell. He, he certainly dresses well. It's great to meet you, Jeff. You as well, Dan. Thanks uh, so much for having me on. I'm a big fan of your show and uh, and obviously the Hackers Paradise. Uh, longtime uh, friend of Josh and them and uh, just great to be here. Well, we do have a number of folks on the website who are extremely familiar with what you guys are up to. Uh, thank, thanks to Ryan Hawk for going through his process, which has incorporated you uh, in there as well. I want to kick it off just to get to know you a little bit and then maybe get to know the company as well. I was creeping you on LinkedIn a little bit. Thanks for putting up some info there and and saw you spent quite a bit of time at Adams golf. So you come full circle back into golf at this point. Yeah, yeah, I guess, I guess you could say that my, my career in the golf industry is probably uh, a little over 15 years now. Um, And gosh, I'm getting a lot older than I think I am, but Anyway, uh, yeah, I, I spent uh, quite a bit of time at Adams back in some really fun days. Um, let's see, 2005 through really the, the time that Taylor made uh, kind of moved everything out to Carlsbad. So that was in 2015 or so. So I was there close to 10 years with Adams and uh, it was such a cool company back then. And, you know, I I joined that company when, you know, it was coming up from kind of the the deathbed that it was in in the early 2000s that there was a a lot of uh ways that the business was not going to make it you know back in after the tight lies fairway wood uh phenomenon of the late 90s and so uh so i came in at a good time right there around 2005 2006 and uh you know the hybrids and the hybrid iron sets of adams was was a lot of fun uh you know just a lot of uh, innovation. The R&D department was fen- phenomenal. Uh, and then we started really kind of making some some headway on tour, obviously with the pro hybrid. And um, that was just a blast. I mean, we were just kind of that little engine that could back in that time. And there were a lot more club companies back then. And uh, the, the that side of the industry has kind of shrunk, which is uh, unfortunate. But uh, yeah, that w- those were some good years for sure. Back when uh, Adams Golf was running, blowing and going. Yeah, I remember back in the days, the nine hundred three one hybrid being one of the most scarifying and enjoyable clubs I'd ever hit. And I think anyone who knows anything about Adams knows that the CMBs were <laughs> top tier, beyond yeah. top tier. The one of the first irons I remember who exposed C taper to the market. So not yeah. only. Did you have an iron that you probably shouldn't be playing? You got an iron shaft in it that you shouldn't probably be playing. It was yes. awesome, yes. but they were so good. Are you are you a big golf guy in general, or do you just happen to be in the business? No, I, I love the sport. I've I've played most of my life. I grew up in San Diego, so of course the advantage of being out there and the the climate and just the courses in general. I, I played on a lot of those growing up and stayed with it and just wanted to kind of, uh, find my way in the, in the world of sports at some level after college and was lucky enough to jump onto a, uh, champions tour event actually right out of, out of college. I was, a, on the staff 
of the uh, Bank One Senior Championship in in Dallas, and uh, that event lasted a couple of years uh, back in the early 2000s, uh, and so I kind of got my taste of pro golf at that level and on the tournament uh, side of the industry, and then uh, eventually made my way for a short time on kind of the golf management side with the properties and golf courses uh, in the marketing um, you know side of that. Uh, and then that led to, to my time at Adams Golf and kind of that was the, the bulk of my career. And I've been here now at the indoor golf shop for a couple of years. And this is kind of a different side of the business with the technology and simulators. Um, but it's a really fun and exciting side of the business to now be on just with the advancement and the, the way it's going. Yeah. And when you think about your side of the business, or at least when I think about it, I I feel like I should recognize that it's such a fresh perspective on the game. We've we've had access to courses, to driving ranges, um, but the idea of in-home uh, simulator setups, and not just in-home, but in-home and feasible indoor setups, has, has it's a pretty fresh concept overall, wouldn't you say? Oh, for sure. Yeah, it's, uh, I mean the access the alternative ways that golfers can play and work on their game is just exploding you know the past few years so um yeah it's a it's there's so much that's new and so much that's different um i look back on you know those days at adams and of course we had our testing lab and our you know back in our r d department and you know we had a simulator back there and we had the uh <clears throat> launch monitors and whatnot and it's just very different, you know, just even whatever that was seven years ago or so than what we have today today, and just what's available, what's affordable. Um, you know, there's really something for everybody now that, that there wasn't, you know, that six, seven years ago. So it's rapidly changed and, and it is exciting. It's a fresh kind of area of the sport and, um, you can just kind of see it in the in the research that's being pushed out there and the different things that are being written and uh, the different videos or whatnot. Um, just the way that people are are playing golf now or are training or working on their game or even just kind of the social aspect of it, you know, with the the uh, boom of top golf and all the other indoor golf facilities that are latched onto a bar or restaurant. I mean, it's not, it's just a different sport. It's just a different game now. So, uh, and that's exciting. That's really cool for something, you know, a business like ours, of course, uh, but just the golf world in general, um, the new energy that's coming into it is, is very exciting and, and uh, should get us all uh, very encouraged about, you know, what's, what's ahead. Well, I'm going to ask you a personal question. I have a feeling I know the answer. Um, I started playing the game about 30 years ago, maybe a little bit more than that. And it was, uh, I think stuffy is probably the most fair way of talking about golf at that time. Um, there wasn't a lot of freedom to be casual. You played by the rules or you didn't play, or at least that was my family. Yeah. <laughs> uh, with the introduction of things like top golf, I feel like that casual experience is not only being encouraged, but or experienced, but also encouraged uh, and part of that is this indoor simulator setup. This now becomes a thing where like, hey, what are you guys doing? You want to come watch the game on a Sunday? Now it's like, hey, what are you guys doing? You want to come bang balls on a Sunday? 
drinking beer, eating pizza, whatever it is, all the same. I think the the external part of golf is what I'm getting really excited about now. Do I wish my basement was three feet taller? Yeah, probably a little bit. Um, but you know, I love the idea that that's so welcome. And in fact, I'll I'll say that I did try to do a little bit of uh, golfing in the winter. I'm I'm up in Ohio here, so we we don't quite get the same benefits of the San Diego weather. But um, you know. Back in that time, we didn't really have like a click and shoot type of thing. You had to find a net and then you had to find a mat and then you had to find a simulator and and you had to figure out whether all of them were good and whether they had good reviews. And one of the things that I kept looking at when I was on the indoor golf shop was that you guys talk about basically being uh, everyone's caddy when it comes to making decisions. And I, I thought that was a really interesting take. Because it really puts me in the an understanding of what your goal is to do is to, uh, and I'll let you speak on it a lot more than I can. But it seems to make a lot of sense to me that that's that's the goal there is to just support and help all the way through the process rather than being confused. Yeah, absolutely, Dan. Um, you know, there's there's so much information out there, and like you said, you know, you're the the people that come to us and our our customers are are just kind of deep in research and, and trying to find as much information as they can. And, you know, it's a, it's a daunting task. Uh, I'll, you know, plain and simple. Uh, you're, it's still a lot of money that, that you're going to spend on, on these systems and, and, you know, the different sizes that are available. So, um, you know, it's, it's a, it's an investment of time and, and money that, that our customers are, are putting into this. And we understand that. So, our team is is very equipped and and ready to be the caddy and and guide them through the the process because you know the last thing we want for somebody to have is something that shows up at their house that doesn't fit into this room and uh maybe the launch monitor that they purchased you know is is a doppler unit and it needs to sit in this this far back from the ball and it needs this much you know uh uh, distance from the screen. And there's just so many um, factors that uh, you need to take into account. Uh, so, you know, our team, we have a, uh, as far as we know, probably the biggest sales and support team in the industry when it comes to uh, knowing all the different systems that are out there, you know. Um, so that's an advantage that that we know we have and we want to be kind of, um just their the the customer's uh, assistant, so to speak, to uh, get them from A to B in the process of of adding something like this to their home or to their business, um, because you know it, it can be complicated, it can be confusing. Um, there's a lot of data, there's a lot of numbers, there's a lot of distance, you know, uh, to take into account. There's a lot of measuring to do so. Um, we just want to kind of fill that, that void that may be there for, uh, people that are looking to, to purchase this type of stuff. Yeah, one thing that I, I thought that I recognized and, and I'd love for you to build on a bit is that it seems like this is a solution that goes from garage to backyard to basement to wherever it doesn't have to be a preset structure. It doesn't have to be, you know, a thirty, forty thousand dollars whatever maximum price unit is out there the best of the best you've you've created these concepts and these uh the potential to build in just about any space is that is that realistic 
That's very realistic. And that's really our business. Um, you know, there's the the track man of the world and the golf zone and the HD golf and, you know, all these very sophisticated, incredible systems that, you know, take a large space and, and are at the kind of the high level of the of the price points that are out there. But, you know, our business is much more of the mid range to the lower range uh, that you can start in your garage and or you can start in your backyard and kind of work your way up. And, uh, you know, it's amazing. I, I came into this company a couple of years ago and I was really curious what most of our customers are buying and what their setups look like. And so we kind of put together a, a cool little, um, hey, send us your videos, send us your photos of your setup at home. And let's see just kind of this little contest that we had with some of our customers. And I mean, it just ran the gamut of <laughs> what people are able to do in their homes uh, with limited space, with extra space, with a, with a you know, uh, a, a backyard that's a decent size. You know, it just kind of it was all across the spectrum of, of what people were able to do and where they put uh, where they were able to add golf to their life. It was pretty cool uh, just making it happen. And, you know, I saw one that I actually am using it at my own home. Um, this guy has a kind of a retractable floor system that he raises in his garage. And it's the kind of the, the hitting turf that comes down and the sidewalls kind of come with it. It's this pulley system. And and then, you know, the screen kind of unfolds. And I mean, it's like, heck, yeah, man, that's how you do it. That's how you make it happen. Like uh, he he's loving the game so much. He wants to figure out any way he can do it. And so he's built this kind of DIY contraption that allows for him to unfold this golf simulator in his garage while his car's out in the driveway and he's getting his swings in and he's playing his courses and and then after he's done, it goes back up into the ceiling. And, you know, that's that's a that's a forever right there as far as that's crazy. Talk yeah. about intuitive. Uh, <laughs> and I bet he's got an incredible short game with creativity like that. Right? But yeah, but one thing I was curious about when you have these interactions, obviously, you're getting to know some of these folks and, and learning about what works best for them. So do you end up taking um, any of their ideas or decisions and and being able to build on that for things you're producing for the future? Oh, for sure, Dan. We uh, we are not uh, too proud to take ideas and, and just kind of build out uh, something that really makes a lot of sense because, you know, quite honestly, we're still very early in this game and there's uh, a lot of product development that's just coming from stuff that we see online or in uh, different forums or on social media or whatever it might be or talking to customers. Um, so, yes, we've, we've absolutely... Um, kind of explored how um, this idea might be better this way or that way. So uh, that's really exciting and, and something that's uh, going to continue to happen here probably for, for many years to come. So, um, and the customers are awesome about that type of stuff as well. They, they would bring ideas to us or, you know, hacks or different things that are helping them in their space and uh, we're all for it. So uh, that relationship with the customer is something that's really unique. Um, and it goes back to us kind of being their caddy. Uh, those customers trust our inside sales guys or our support department, uh, you know, because they've helped them through the process. So there is somewhat of a friendship there. And, uh, 
and that relationship's uh, long lasting and they're communicating well after the purchase has been made. Um, so yeah, they're, they feel like they're part of the business uh, and we, we hope that they are. So that's really a, a cool aspect of our company. So when it comes to the education piece, the, the, the amount of ignorance that I think we have as that this is technically a fresh concept bringing golf into the home. Uh, it well not brand new, but realistically doing it right is fairly new and not just doing it on your own. So my question to that would be, does that lack of education, I would imagine it puts more effort on your side, but do you think it's easier than maybe someone who feels like they already know, you know what I mean? Like in in 10 years, they already know. So now you're having a different kind of conversation. Yeah. Yeah. That's very, very true. I think it's still very early on and, and, um, you know, people are starting from zero and, uh, and they're just coming in the, and really the, the first questions our, our team gets is, okay, how much space do I need? Okay. How much, how high does my ceiling need to be? Uh, and you know, we know right away, all right, here we go. We're going to start from ground zero. <laughs> We're going to walk this person through the entire yeah. process. While there's others that are familiar with this and that, and they've read something or they've watched videos online or this and that. So uh, we get a mix of that as well. But um, yeah, it's still, I think, beneficial because uh, the majority of people really don't know where to start just yet. And, uh, you know, like you said, 10 years from now, it's probably going to get a little more mainstream and there's just going to be a lot more information out there. And uh, people are going to have more experiences with indoor golf than they have so far. Uh, so that's going to be different. And and who knows what that market's going to look like at that time. But right now it's still very much education first. And, um, you know, the the uh, typical questions come our way every day and, and we know how to answer them and we know how to get them started. That's good because the next question is as a golfer, when I go to a store, the first thing I do is I go check out the new clubs. You have to see them, touch them, feel them. You give them the old waggle test where you wave <laughs> it around a little bit and suddenly you know everything about it. Uh, and then you go to apparel and the first thing you do is check material, what it's like, go to the shoe section, try the shoes on, see how they feel. That's one thing that I feel like would be a big challenge, especially when you're unfamiliar with types of products, is the the idea that you can't really touch it for yourself and experience it firsthand. What, what is that like for your company and business? Do you deal a lot with returns or dis, uh, lack of satisfaction or is it, is it uh, quite a bit easier than I'm making it out to be? Uh, yeah, it's a, it's a challenge for sure because, you know, you just can't demo or as a customer, you can't demo all the different products that we sell. And uh, we carry about, you know, nine, 10 different brands of launch monitors. And, uh, you know, there's there's differences in all of them. And um, and then the different software that's out there that's, you know, com compatible with each of the launch monitors. So uh, that's that's a big hurdle for the customer to um, understand. And uh, fortunately, our guys have experience on all the different systems. We play on them here at our, our facility. And uh, so it's a trust factor. And it's a, uh, you know, we, we have to kind of provide um, our customers with a lot of different comparisons uh, just from our from our from our team. Um, so that's that's something that um, is is a lot different than going into a brick and mortar golf shop where you can touch and feel 
all the different products. Um, so, you know, one thing that we're getting uh, around that is that we're setting up, you know, different kind of uh, showrooms around the country. Mm. And um, cool. we're working with different partners to have a variety of uh, launch monitors or simulators in their facility. And uh, we right now we're not doing it, but we will be publicizing where those locations are so that people can go and kind of give it a test drive and, and get some experience on, on the different systems. Uh, right now we're doing that just more of a manual approach where our guys will talk to a customer and okay, you're in Ohio. So uh, why don't you go try this guy? He's in Dublin and it's a restaurant and bar and he's got, you know, a couple of different systems in there and he's, he's more than welcome to, to let you uh, hit some balls on it and see what it's like. So that's kind of one way that we're trying to get around this, but we think, and we know that, you know, over time that's going to change more people are going to be, all right, I'm, I'm familiar with a foresight GC quad and I've hit on a sky track and I've hit on a unicore IXO. And this is, so they're going to kind of become more and more uh, prepared and aware of, of the differences of these systems. So <clears throat> one of the things I noticed on the website is you have these uh, best of lists that probably, uh, I hate to say that I haven't read it all because it's an awful lot to to get through uh, and a lot of things my wife wouldn't agree to. So I haven't quite delved too deep yet, but uh, the, the idea that you present a lot of products, if not all your products in a way that is sort of competitive to each other and allow people to do that research on your site rather than go figure it out for themselves. What brought your team to doing that? Was it just the the feedback repeatedly that said like, hey, we need something to clarify some of this stuff? What what, what drove that? Yeah, uh, that's a great question. We, we thought that uh, coming up with, uh, it's similar to the FAQs, like the, the most frequently asked questions, right? So let's try and um, get ahead of that a little bit and start putting these products in different categories that'll help the customer understand them better. So uh, the best of list or, you know, the best uh, launch monitor for a garage or the best simulator for a large space or the, the best uh, this for a smaller budget or the best of this for a larger, but so we're just kind of putting them in different positions so people can come to the website and say, okay, that's me. That's what I have. Uh, that I'm going to read this section and, and I'm going to relate more to um, a customer looking for that type of system at that kind of uh, budget level or at that size space. And, uh, and, and that'll just, rather than, you know, doing all this research on a $40,000 unit when I have $8,000 to spend, uh, it just kind of greases the skids to get them farther along in the process than wasting a lot of time over here on something that's just not going to work for them. Well, you made a point of mentioning Doppler versus camera systems, and and there's a lot that goes into just launch monitors on their own. Um, having the ability to to read that information at the forefront, but then it also falls into well, you know, I want the unit the guys are using on tour that I saw on the range, so it's. Know, GC quad or track man or something like that. Is there a little bit of talking off the ledge? Some of these folks who are more casual about it, like, Hey, you have a, a an unbelievably expensive launch monitor as compared to a, a fairly cheap setup, or, or are we really doing it justice? Yes. There are uh, <laughs> very ambitious customers that yeah. <laughs> you just like, 
<laughs> let's let's rein it in a little bit. I don't know if you really need all of that. Uh, you know, Rory and and you know Jordan are 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 dialed in and they 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 need that on the range, but I don't know if that's really what you're looking for or you absolutely need. So yes, we uh we we rein them in uh sometimes and uh you know a lot of times too they they come in here thinking they're gonna have to spend fifty thousand dollars on something. And that's just kind of the old way of thinking. And mm -hmm. that's somebody that uh has heard about simulators for the past 15 years and yeah, that was the price back in the day, but uh, there's so much more available now that uh, you can do for under 10,000, for under 5,000. For now, you know, you're looking at $800. You can get a really nice system set up for your garage and people just have no idea what that looks like. And um, so we're, we're talking to people, you know, uh, coming in with these, these assumptions and we've, packaged together this really cool uh, product for them and saved them a lot of money or saved mm -hmm. them a lot of headache. And uh, that's really the the fun part of, the, of our jobs. So is there a system you prefer to play off of? I, I, I'm assuming the office has got some a pretty sweet rig or two all laid out, but uh, you said you had something at home as well? Yeah, it's, it's pretty sweet. Like, I mean, we are, we are, kind of agnostic, right? We're a, we're a retailer at, at the beginnings, uh, or the, our business, uh, we've expanded into much more being a retailer, but, um, we, we like them all, of course, uh, but, yeah. <laughs> uh, but there are, there are favorites and there are really, really cool systems that we kind of, um, you know, utilize here at the facility. Of course, Foresight's a favorite, uh, Unicor's a favorite. We've sold, tons and tons of SkyTrack. I mean, that's just like the, the meat and potatoes. Yeah. SkyTrack yeah. seems to be like the gateway drug for the, the, the lower budget option. Um, yeah. and we've got, uh, a good THP friend doing some work over there now, Chris Koski. So give him a little shout out yes. here. Love Chris. So that, um, you know, we're, we're excited to see where he takes that, but, uh, I remember, skytrack coming out and that was back when you had basically your options were something that didn't read it right skytrack and then like trackman or gc3 with all the stuffs right yes. <laughs> and then you know now we've got these other options i've seen some interesting stuff from like rap soto and uh you know tons of different companies you could speak to that better than i can but it's really interesting to think that while you go to let's say a pga superstore and you've got the thing hanging on the ceiling well, now you can go to your home and, and get fairly similar numbers, maybe not quite similar, but fairly similar for something that comes nowhere close to the, the cost. Oh, for sure. Yeah, that's what we're seeing is the uh, accuracy at the lower price, you know, models now. Um, you know, they're not exactly there, but like you said, they're close and just depends on what you really want to get out of it. If you're satisfied with some misreads here and there or, you know, some numbers that may be slightly off, then you're going to be set with a great system at, you know, $3,000 versus $30,000. So, uh, and you don't have to mount it to your ceiling. You can have it as a portable system that you can take out to the range or whatever. So yeah, that's, that's opened up the kind of the world to everybody. And, um, you know, there, there are some, some inaccuracies at the lower price, uh, uh products, but, 
man, they are, they're really fantastic for depending on and how you want to use it and what you want to get out of it. Um, you know, some of the stuff we saw at the PGA show a couple of months ago is, is awesome. I mean, we love seeing the an innovation and, um, just kind of now diversity of that some of these companies are coming out with where, you know, they've historically had the ceiling mounted units. Now they have a floor system that's portable or, um, or they've gone vice versa where they've been a portable low price system. And now they have this full blown ceiling unit. So, um, you know, there's so much rapid development happening and it's really exciting. And, uh, it just helps companies like ours to have something to sell to everybody at every budget or every uh, size space that they uh, they have at their place. So I've been kind of bouncing this around in my head. And, and I know we've talked a lot about um, units themselves and the efficiencies that come into them. But someone brings you a budget. What is the first thing you'd spend money on so if you're grading each thing you're adding to whether it's a net whether it's the mat whether it's the unit is there something you'd say if you're not going to skimp on something make sure it's not this and why is it the mat (laughs) (laughs) yeah exactly that's what you're making impact on and uh you can really cause some injuries with that uh, over time and We've, uh, you know, we've come out with our SIG Pro Softy and just for that reason, it's a, it's a very forgiving mat and uh, we, we wanted to, you know, have something that's out there that uh, eliminates that, you know, turf shock and impact shock and uh, we have just that with the Softy and, uh, you know, that's just from our own personal use, like we know that there's pain that can come in the joints, so yeah. why not develop something that, that alleviates that? And uh, so the the turf is absolutely number one. You just have to make sure that you are hitting on something that's not causing pain or not grabbing the club and affecting your your uh, impact angle or whatever um, at you know on every swing. So yeah, that's that's number one. I'd say is is that uh, ground interaction. And then uh, you know if you're talking about a full blown simulator, um, the screen is is right there with it. Uh, you don't want to go cheap on a screen. Um, there's so many factors that are involved with the screen that, you know, is kind of surprising and people don't really think about, but, um, obviously the quality of the screen, you don't want to re- be replacing a screen every few months as, as much as you might play, or even a, a couple of years. That's just something that you would rather not think about. So the quality and durability of the screen is, is really important. And I don't know if, you've had much familiarity with, with simulators, but you know, if you're beating into it over and over again and you're at that same spot, that spot's just going to kind of, you know, get worn down and you don't want that kind of donut looking spot on your simulator screen. Yeah. So I'm, I'm having a little laugh here because JB, who you know well enough at this yep. point to know he doesn't let me get away with anything, just like he probably wouldn't let you. Uh, we spent quite a bit of time in the THP tech studio hitting and I would hit the same spot every time and make it really mad because I was creating that little smiley face in the yep. screen. And uh, he told me to start diversifying my shots uh, <laughs> and I refused to do it. So, yeah, I definitely know what you're talking about. Griefing over good quality shots is the last thing you want to do to yourself and having to like flip a, uh, I don't know, you'd have to change it up a lot. But yeah. that, that's that's really interesting screen. I, I didn't have that in mind because when I had a setup, it was basically mat and net. Yeah, uh, and both my nets failed 
and my mat at the time was pretty spongy it it was like uh materialized but it was like really soft to the touch so it felt like i was hitting flyers when i was hitting it flush and then you hit that little heavy one mm. off the garage floor basically and it's like all right i'm retiring from golf at this point <laughs> and that was the that was the kicker right because you're in a cooler garage in the winter time or at least i was yeah. It's like, man, I'm not ready to take that kind of damage in in uh, middle of January. So <laughs> yes, yeah, you don't want any of that. And really, like that's you know, with our turf, with that Sig Pro Softy, like there's some serious uh, engineering <laughs> that went behind the design of that. And uh, just to get a little nerdy on you, like the bottom of that, it's a, it's kind of a foam uh, cavity, or it's a cavity filled with a foam uh, material um, to kind of give that softness, but you know, they, they've found that, that the air compression that happens at impact, that air has to have somewhere to release. Mm. And so they, they created those three slots on the bottom of that kind of base of the turf, uh, of that cavity, just for that air to go somewhere. So it wouldn't be so, you know, rough on your, on your impact. And, um, so there went, there was a lot of, um, thought and design put into that, uh, turf and it's an insert. Uh, again, another great design is that it can be replaced over time. So you're beating balls on it, you know, and, and six months later, it looks like trash or it just doesn't hold up. And, uh, if somebody's really playing a lot of golf on it, then they want an, a replacement. So, uh, you just kind of pull that insert and in, out of there and we sell a replacement to, to, to add back into it. So another great feature of, of the turf that we sell. Uh, but, you know, talking about that screen again, just that that wear and tear that it has, but also something that a lot of people don't think about is the sound. And, you know, if, if you're putting this in your home, there's other people likely living in the home <laughs> with you. And the last thing they want is to hear like gunshots going off every, you know, 30 seconds uh, from you playing over in your golf room. Uh, so sound is, is real, really, really critical. And it, and that comes from the type of material that the screen is made out of. And uh, the screen that we make is a three layer material. So it's really kind of spongy and soft and it, you know, there's still sound and there's still noise, but it's not near as high pitched or as annoying as some of the other screens that are out on the market. So that's the other thing is that is that noise. And then probably uh, one other big factor is just the bounce, the, the bounce back. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't want ricocheting balls coming off your screen. Uh, so uh, it's really important to look at screens uh, that have a lower bounce back and uh We've got a lot of videos. We got a lot of things out there, resources that our customers look at before they purchase product from us. And uh, that's some of the stuff that they can learn about uh, coming to our website and looking at our um, YouTube page or, or social medias. We're trying to help them understand those factors. Yeah, forget about learn about it. How about think about it? Up until you said bounce factor and sound factor, I wasn't really all that worried about it. But then again, I'm not... Uh... I'm not in it every day, which, you know, certainly adds value to that concept of you being our caddy. Most of the time, those dudes are out there, so we don't have to think. Hand club, we hit. Hand simulator, we hit. I feel like that uh, is a good situation to have. <laughs> For sure, yeah. You need you need somebody that's got a little familiarity, and uh, our guys definitely have it. 
So one of the final questions I have today is it has a lot to do with uh, making product selection. I, I'm sure you'd love to sell everything to anyone, but uh, do you have a fairly strict policy on what you're willing to resell from your website, especially when yeah, it comes absolutely. to like monitors and such? Yeah, great question, Dan. Um, we do. We we have the luxury of of testing all of these products, and we we really want to have the best of the best. And um, there's you know, I told you earlier, I said nine or 10 different brands that we sell. And I think there's double that now in the space really that we could offer, but uh, we've trimmed the number down to uh, the best of the best that we feel really, really comfortable selling because at the end of the day, we're selling technology and there's always bugs and issues and uh, discrepancy in, in the data that it's pumping out. So the last thing we want to do is sell a product to somebody that's going to have a nightmare with it. And um, we've we've had that experience in the past and we've eliminated those from the collection. Uh, so we feel like we're at a real good spot now with what we do offer. And uh, we do put them through the test. And uh, we tell those we tell that to the, the companies that we work with that, look, we're not just going to sell this because you're pitching it to us. We're going to put this and let our team try it out and test it and, you know, uh, run it through the mill before we offer it on our on our website or to our customers. So that is really, really important because we've seen some <laughs> uh, we've seen some some bad stuff that's that was, you know, companies trying to release uh, quickly and it, it just wasn't ready. And we're not going to put it out there for uh, consumers to, to purchase. I feel like this time right now has to be an incredibly interesting time from the two to $800 space in distance measuring tools. Uh, I don't know a ton about it other than uh, it's my understanding that some are really okay and some are really quite awful. So at what point do you step, step in and say like, look, we love the idea of making this more feasible, but at the same time, it's not going to be at the cost of quality. Yeah, we will. Uh, we'll definitely step in there and and offer up our honest opinions about those things. Because, okay. um, yeah, there's been some companies that have rolled things out way too soon, and and they're just trying to kind of ride this wave that's happening in technology and and launch monitors and it's been a bad move. It's been a, they've regretted, uh, and we've regretted selling it. So, um, yeah, we want to be upfront on, on those situations and make sure that, uh, you know, the, the thing works the way that they're promising it does. And, uh, we found out that, you know, sometimes that's not the case. So, uh, we just want to be there to protect our customers and protect our business as well. So, um, you know, it is the hot, thing in golf right now. And, uh, and when, you know, these companies are, are trying to take advantage of, of the trend and, uh, we just kind of want to be there to, uh, make sure the, the guardrails are in place and, and, uh, that we're not selling a, a superior, um, inferior product. Yeah. Well, be honest with me this afternoon, you boys over there, you going to be playing, <laughs> watching or both sawgrass. It's Friday and we're doing both uh, for sure. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's Love it's that. a great uh, great time when the when the big tournaments are on and and I mean the phones are ringing. There's a lot of traffic on the site. People are buying, so we're busy. Uh, but there is you know time to get some swings in, watch some holes on the 
uh, for the players. And, uh, you know, we're, we're at the end of the day, we're, we're golfers. We love the game. Uh, so we're going to at least, uh, <laughs> take, take advantage of that, uh, while we're here. Uh, but, uh, number one is serving our customers first and, and we're never going to, uh, put that on the back burner. That's our, that's our number one thing. That's why we're here. But of course we, we love to watch, uh, watch the guys playing out on tour. Hey, you gotta love it. Um, tell me a little bit about expansion. Are, are you solely focused on who you serve right now is the goal to grow? What's, what's the plan there? Yeah, great question. Uh, we are expanding and, and actually we just announced last week, of a really uh, exciting new division of our company, which is custom design and install. Uh, so we have uh, initially, it's a partnership with a company called In-Home Golf out of Canada. And they've, they've built their business on really creating and building luxury custom uh, rooms and spaces for homes and businesses. Uh, so we've, uh, we're working with them now and, and here in a, in a few months or so, uh, it's going to be our, our, our business and, uh, it's all wrapped up into one, uh, as our custom install and design, uh, division of our company. Uh, so really, um, that's exciting for us for a lot of reasons, but, um, we're going to really kind of cover the entire market now because we have, you know, those, uh, simple singular DIY products for the guy that's just kind of building his way and piecing it all together. And then we have kind of that complete package that we've kind of curated for our customers. And you just kind of drop in the technology or the projector of your choice and we ship it off to you and, and it's easy to assemble and set up. And then now we've got this completely open-ended, uh, end-to-end custom design uh, division that, you know, it could be a, a budget of $20,000 or a budget of $120,000. And just uh, depends on what type of uh, space and and uh, what the customer is looking for. But um, that's really uh, a huge expansion for our company. And we're excited uh, about the future of that. that. Sounds awesome. I'm looking forward to seeing more about that in the future. Yeah. Uh, final yeah. question for you today is next simulator round, where are you playing and why? Oh, good question. Next simulator round. You know, uh, I I still haven't really played Whistling Straits on a simulator, and I've I haven't played it in person myself either. So, uh, I, I'd say that's a top of the list is get up over there and play that. Um, you know, I I, I like to kind of uh, poke around and and play some random stuff, and um, and of course we played a lot on Pebble Beach and a lot on. Um, Southern Hills and, and some of the other big ones, but some of those random courses that are out there that you've maybe heard about or seen it in the magazine or whatnot, or are, are some of the fun ones to, to play on. Uh, and then, you know, it's so crazy the way that simulator software works is that so many people are creating their own courses now too. And they, these kind of open, uh, API, uh, software companies allow that for that creation. And, so there's some really popular, just random uh, self-made golf courses that are simulator only. Uh, so some of those are really fun to play as well. So, uh, you know, it's just kind of a, a wide mix of, of options out there now available on, on golf simulators. 
You know, it's funny when I was uh, about 16 years old playing Tiger Woods golf on the Xbox, making golf courses. My dad said, you're wasting your time. As it turns out, uh, I really could have been building onto something. So <laughs> I'll, let, I'll let him know he made, he made a mistake telling me to go outside at the exactly. time. So. <laughs> exactly. um, what, what I like. Calling. What I like to do is go to Pebble or not Pebble, uh, St. Andrews and play on zero win just to upset people. There you go. <laughs> That's right. the one, you know, you got to yeah. get out there with zero win. Same with whistling straights. So I feel like that would that would uh, take away some of the appeal of, of killing the win there. But that's that's my kind of golf, Jeff. Is yeah, low yeah, win. I'll definitely get sun. up there one of these days and play it in, in real life. But it's uh, it's going to be fun on simulator as well. Good for you. Hey, I really appreciate the time today. Do you have any questions for me? Man, Dan, uh, not really. You've, uh, you've been a fun visit and uh, thanks so much for uh, allowing us to spend a little time with you. And um, I guess my only question is I've never worked for him, but how is JB uh, working for? <laughs> oh, that's asking a far too large question. He's an absolute beauty. And you know why I say that? Because that'll drive him nuts. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. That's great. Well, I know the uh, Garage Simulator crew will be thrilled to to tune into this to get a better understanding. Uh, I've certainly learned a lot personally, uh, knowing that there are options out there, but also the depth of the guys over at the indoor golf shop go to make sure that the the quality of their products suit what you're looking for in your home, um, or I suppose backyard or basement garage setup. So go give, them, uh, go give them a look and we will have a conversation going on the forum. I'm sure we can probably get a few of those questions answered at some point for you. If not, go check them out. Let, let me know what you think. Uh, and if you are playing golf this weekend, have a great time. Try and uh, try and hit it straight. And if you don't, maybe you need an indoor setup. <laughs> Thanks, go. Jeff. Absolutely. Thanks for the time, Dan. THP Radio on the Hackers Paradise Podcast Network. Your number one source for all things golf. Subscribe on iTunes to never miss an episode.